you're listening to Mysteries Beyond. What mysteries lie beyond the reach of our senses? And who are you in this vast multiverse? Hello, and welcome to Mysteries Beyond. I'm your host, Laura Lavender. We are now in the month of October, and as the sun begins to wane, and the days become shorter, and the veil between the realms begins to thin, I thought I would prepare for you guys a couple of topics that are more on the spooky side. Starting with the topic of Ouija boards. Alright, well, one of the first things I learned while researching this topic is that you don't pronounce it Ouija, you actually pronounce it Ouija, board or boards. So that's the first misconception out of many. It's also commonly known as a witch board, a spirit board, and or a talking board. Ouija is just a patented trademark name. You know, like with Kleenex, they're not really Kleenex, they're tissues. Okay, so let's address the pink elephant in the room. Let's just ask the big question. Are Ouija boards evil? Despite what you may have heard, or even experienced, nope, no they're not. The Ouija board is simply a tool used to connect with many different dimensions. I've learned you can connect with ethereal beings, interdimensional beings, your higher self, pets, and loved ones who have crossed over. And just like any other tool, your intention behind it matters. For example, you can use a knife to cut vegetables, make a delicious meal, and nourish yourself. Or, you can use it to stab someone and kill them. It's completely up to you. In fact, when it first gained popularity back in the early 1900s, many people purchased it and they even kept it in their parlor rooms. It was viewed as a game and people would use them after dinner and they believed that they could communicate with their loved ones who had passed away. And after the war, many people needed closure. And with the help of the board, this is how people were able to gain that. Ouija boards have had such a heavy stigma that they are evil and that they are a devil's tool. It's no surprise that religion plays a big part in it, again, but also Hollywood. So many horror films and TV shows have scenes that involve people using a spirit board. Films like The Exorcist, and even the last two things that I was recently watching, one being The Conjuring 2, and a TV show called Evil. They even have an episode where four girls are presented the board by a figure resembling Baphomet, an anthropomorphic goat, all while playing a virtual reality game. And through this, people have learned to fear spirit boards and they believe they have a dark influence. I don't blame people for thinking this way, because I used to think that way too. 
In fact, I remember a while back when I used to work at a well-known bookstore. I was cashiering and a couple came up to my register to purchase a spirit board. I remember I didn't even want to ring them up because I didn't even want to touch it. I was told never to quote-unquote play it because if I did, it would be inviting the devil and I could have a demon attached to me, causing me all kinds of harm that would be extremely difficult to get rid of. I was even told a story of my older cousin who had gone to the cemetery to use the spirit board with the intention of testing it to see if the devil would communicate back. Nothing happened to them that night. Nobody communicated back. But the next day, my aunt said that an older, attractive man, all dressed in black, showed up to her doorstep, asking for my cousin by name, saying, I heard he was looking for me, but I couldn't answer. But I'm here now. My aunt told him he wasn't home at the time and quickly shut the door. So you see, naturally, I didn't want to have anything to do with one. But thankfully, my beliefs and perspective on many things have changed. And one of the books that has really helped me is The Spirits of Ouija, Four Decades of Communication by Karen A. Dahlman. It's a really amazing book with a lot of information and positive experiences with the Ouija board. I highly recommend it because she doesn't feed into the whole fear-based side of it. In fact, it's quite the opposite. She helps take the fear out. On top of that, she's a reliable source because not only is she a licensed professional counselor, but she also has over 40 years of experience using and communicating through the Ouija board and has been given the title of Ouijaologist. She's the closest you can get to an expert on the Ouija board. You know how like when spiritualist people say, let love guide you, not fear? This is what they mean. Become aware of your thoughts, your energy, and your intentions. If you approach the spirit board thinking it's demonic and scary and evil, then you're more likely going to have a negative experience. If you approach it as a game, making jokes and being disrespectful, then most likely you are going to get a sort of trickster energy right back. If you set your intentions of wanting to communicate with beings of a higher vibration and you do your best to match that energy and are respectful, then you're most likely going to have a pleasant and positive experience. So our outcome when we use, because we don't play the Ouija board, we use, is our responsibility and depends on us. So before anything, we must check our vibe, intention, and mindset. One of the superstitions that the Ouija board has tied to it is that to get rid of the board, 
you must gift it or burn it. Which I thought was hilarious. Because I learned that some of the boards are made out of masonite. It's pretty much wood that is broken down to its basic fibers and then rearranged to form hard panels. But masonite doesn't burn, or at least not as easy. And when you try to burn it, it releases a very foul odor and produces a lot of smoke. So I can just picture people trying to burn the board and getting even more freaked out when it doesn't. (laughs) Also, why is the spirit board seen as the most evil divination tool? It's considered more taboo than tarot cards, pendulums, dowsing rods, black mirrors, and crystal balls. That's fascinating. But you know what's even more fascinating? When people have a religious ceremony in their wedding, and later on the day, the bride turns around and throws her bouquet. They just used a form of divination. They used the bouquet to divine who will be the next to get married. Even social media now has a filter with a magic eight ball where you can ask it a question and it will provide you with an answer. The thing is, to quote Karen A. Dahlman, people often fear what they don't understand. It's easier to fear something than to take the time to learn about it. Well, guys, that's it for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. I hope that you guys enjoyed the episode. And if so, go ahead and subscribe so that you may be notified of all other future episodes. And remember, I do have an Etsy shop called Laura Jean Candles. I sell intention candles for love, success, protection. So go ahead and check them out. If you want to support the podcast, that's one way you can do it. And I would truly appreciate it. And if you don't like candles or don't want candles right now, and you just want to make a small donation, you can do so by heading over to our website at www.mysteriesbeyond.com. Also, follow us on social media on Facebook at Mysteries Beyond and or on Instagram at lauralavender.mb. And lastly, if you have any questions or any feedback, or if there's something that you simply just feel like sharing, you can email me at lauralavender.mb at gmail.com. Thanks again for listening to Mysteries Beyond. I'm your host, Laura Lavender, and I'll see you guys next episode.